Those movies, James Vivi here once again, episode 36. Sorry about the uh, missed episode last week. Uh, we are back to the regular schedule after a lot of stuff happened. Um, I had family visiting, I was sick. Just the past couple of months have been hectic, and we're, we're now in the, the zone where everything's back to normal, so I can fully focus back on the podcast. And so what, what I'm doing right now is I'm building a list, checking it twice, bringing in a lot of guests, and then I'm looking into May time, actually guesting on other podcasts to get the name out for this podcast. So if you're listening to previous episodes, this is where it started. Um, so you, I watched a movie, because this is Beaver Does Movies after all, and I decided to check out Allure Teen Fight Club. Just the name alone. I discovered this movie um, talking to, well, tweeting with a uh, guy I follow online named Foy Wonder, aka Scott Foy. He's uh, he's he was uh, often a guest on a horror podcast that I really enjoyed, uh, Dinner for Fiends, which was related to the Dread Central website. And doing that, you know, great podcast. I, I even listen to it to this day just to like look back because it was just. A generally entertaining podcast and so I messaged him just because he he has a scoop when it comes to these types of like so bad the good movies and messaging him he said to me he gave me a list and uh, one of them was Berserker Hell Warrior which was amazing uh, I think you know go back to the episode when I recorded it previously but if you want me to just tell you right now it's uh, Highlander with Vikings and vampires so there you go and so uh, this one was a whole other kettle of fish, and uh, oh god, uh, I've got a lot of stuff to talk about this. So uh, yeah, I am going to take a break, uh, just uh, get myself ready, get the notes ready, and reveal to you guys about Allure Teen Fight Club. Welcome back, everybody. And so yeah, I watched. Okay, so the thing is, when I've uh, searched for this movie, there's so many different titles. Uh, there's Allure. There's Law, Team Fight Club, Law, Team Fight Club, and just Law. Just in general, like, it has an IMDb page, and it has a Rotten Tomatoes page. doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Even some of the actresses, when I've looked them up, they don't even have this listed. So, uh, yeah, and then they don't even have, it like, a uh, official tomato meter rating. They have an audience score. Uh, users rated it 20%. Uh, so yeah, there's, uh, it's not rated, um, it's considered an art house, directed by Brian McAdams Jr., written by Jessica Sonnenborn, uh, released November 11th, 2010, it was, uh, runtime is 93 minutes. Here's another thing, it was, I think it was self-financed uh, and self-released because under the studio it's Law the Movie LLC, so even then, um, it's also the the star of the movie is the writer, Jessica Sonnenborn, who is plays the undercover cop, is actually the star of said movie. So this movie opens and we get 
we get like the uh, horror tropes where you see like the first victims. We get a bunch of girls caught in a net and kidnapped. We then straight like like breakneck speeds we get uh, to uh, the cops. And a very badass police captain with the deepest voice known to man. It may have been my copy fucking up, but he has like this super deep voice. And so he's basically just yelling at everybody, telling him, he, he walks in and just yells, shut the fuck up. Not giving a fuck or anything, just yells, shut the fuck up. And so they decide, because of all these kidnappings, they've got to send in the agent. And so they decide to send this female officer. And because uh, she looked very young. And so, because of that, it goes, it's often cheerleaders or members of the field hockey team. So you got to wear this and bring in, like, this really, like, low-cut top. So apparently in, the, in three states, like, nine girls have been kidnapped. So, yeah. Um, and as I'm watching this, like, once it gets to, like, the actual, you know, they don't even, like, show her walking in. She's just pops in out of nowhere and oh that's the new girl there's no scene where she's like getting ready or anything it's like boom so as the movie starts to play uh i'm like this really straddles the line between like porn level acting and a teen drama and like just some of the language coming from these women as well like they talk about getting wet and sitting on people's faces and i'm like jesus fucking christ we then also get introduced to a janitor and he's immediately creepy. He's talking about how they're ripe and everything like that. And funny enough, they're also talking to the hot teacher who's just kind of like pushing him off. He then, as they're getting ready, he switches up their notes to a rave party. So it's clear that this gentleman is in on these kidnappings. Of course, the, you know, the creepy janitor trope. So um, the, the mean girls in this movie, despite their bad acting... Is very accurate. They're constantly taking drugs. They're constantly just being bitches and stuff like that. Maybe a little bit too accurate. Maybe a little bit too over the top. But other than that, so then during the field hockey practice, we have the little like they have this really small girl who has like a just like a a small person syndrome where she has to act bigger than her body shows. So she's like just yelling at everybody, screaming. Everyone. And then she tells this giant bruiser blonde woman bitch i want to uh, to tell you now before we carry on i'm going to say the word bitch a lot because that's pretty much what the characters are so we've got the bruiser bitch it basically tells her to knock the undercover cop over and she basically bashes the shit out of her over a table because you know she's a bitch and then the undercover cop in, rather than hold, you know holding back decides to dive in choke the little bitch and has to be like separated by the by the lesbian PE teacher. And I'm not saying that because of how she looks, but because as she's walking by, she's looking at her ass going, hmm, like being really grunty. So, like I said, it's just crazy. The, this, the whole thing. So we get another one of the bitches um, who's, who's a working bitch because they're all trying to like set up, hey, we're going to the rave tonight. Yes, yes. Oh, I, I can't go because I'm working and who's going to drive us? So they decide to get the undercover cop to drive them. So they all play nice with her because bitches. Am I right? <laughs> so he, while she's being driven to work with some guy she just randomly picked up, she starts banging him and basically ends up with him prematurely coming and asking if he was awesome. She is then, as she then get 
stress is like demanding don't peek at me even though he was she, he was dicking it down so uh yeah like this is pretty much like verbatim right now what went on so the head bitch is a hit is a rich girl she prints to be all sweet and innocent you know that trope and it and before that she was like just every scene she's in she's sniffing cocaine she's just constantly taking bumps and then she's sniffing and the parents like oh what's going on I was like oh i've just got allergies and then her big bruiser friend next to her is just like <clears throat> like sniffing up as well so we had to deal with that shit um so then we also get introduced to like a nicer bitch in a way and she's uh, invited the undercover cop to come around to get ready before they go out or to go because she's like the first one to be picked up we're also introduced to like the dweeby younger brothers of um the nice bitch so and they're just all talking and the two kids are horny because they're little dweeby brothers and they decide to uh take the rave slip and follow the follow through which is at been replaced by the creepy ass janitor uh, we then get a, uh, a scene at the gas station where a bunch of dudes are just being generally creeps, and then the, the stingers now win because they're all part of whatever is happening to these kidnapped girls. So uh, blah blah blah, stuff happens, um, and then the trap is sprung. The blonde bruiser is first knocked out because she's the biggest bitch, I guess, and then the undercover cop is hit with a shovel. The head bitch and the nice bitch are stuck in the car and are bitching at each other, thinking that they are getting punks. Some creep who's at the grass station pops out and just starts tasering the shit out of them. And now we have everyone captured. And so this is this begins what's happening. Uh, it starts off, it starts off very like torture porn, but instead of because usually like in my opinion, I, I enjoy Hostel because it builds up the characters before the torture happens. Whereas here, it's just everyone's a bitch apart from the cop who's just doing a job trying to figure out what's going on. And then every bad guy in this movie overacts their dick off. you got a guy with a coonskin hat who's just, like, jumping around, waving a taser in somebody's face. you got this guy who just grunts at people and, like, waves whatever the fuck is in his hand. And then you got, like, some shadowy dude who doesn't even do anything until later on in the movie. So, like I said, uh, yeah, it's pretty much in bad torture porn territory. And and this is where I was, like, starting to, like, I've skipped so many scenes because I could, couldn't give a fuck because it was getting really bad. Um, so, yeah, we, we get the younger brother showing up and seeing a girl. And th- this is where I'm like, oh, what the fuck? So the younger brother, I don't actually, it was the younger brother's friend of the nice bitch decides to walk up and sees a girl tied to a tree because they followed them to the rave thinking, hey, we can get some bitches. And they see a girl tied to a tree. Instead of doing the decent thing, he just starts following the girl. She's clearly like screaming for help and he's just grabbing a titty. And I'm like, the fuck are you doing? And then Karma is a bitch and an axe is thrown at his back and he's murdered so victory i guess and then as this is happening as it's happening we're also going into the other party and we get a partner that was never i didn't really see him introduced but he was kind of there for uh, the beginning meeting but he's slowly introduced into the movie and he's there looking for the undercover cop and that they're at the other party and they discover 
the working bitch and her dumb boyfriend. And they both go there and she's like screaming at some random freshman who calls her an immigrant. And she proceeds to like try and stab the shit out of her, which I found funny because there's little bits where it's just funny just because of how mean these women are to each other. And it's like, and so in that aspect, a lot of the characters are unlikable. Then they try and make a comedy by be, being over the top. Um, I can I did enjoy that uh, that they're just so horrible that they just say horrible shit to each other. So then we get to the good bitch who has seemingly escaped uh, after managed to break out the thing uh, out of the cages that they've uh, put them in, and they f- and they find a limo where a creepy older gentleman, and then of course considering what this ends up being, two older Japanese businessmen because when you think of shady business deals you think of Japanese businessmen as is the movie trope the limo smashes it into her brother and they decide to just pick him up and throw him in the trunk I was actually going to say the English word boot but I decided to say trunk just for you uh, Canadian listeners out there so then meanwhile at the other raid the leftovers the uh, working leftover bitch is drunk and he's basically trying to fuck anything that moves, including like a clear fifteen-year-old. So then we could like we this currently cuts back and forth. We and then this is where the the movie like shines, just because of how fucking stupid it is, but it's fucking hilarious. So then we cut back to all the other characters, and that's where we just go, why why they're being kidnapped and what they're being used for. They're not sex slaves. It's an underground female fighting ring. And uh, as in the case by the actual title of the movie, Teen Fight Club. So what they do is the women are like dogs. They basically, they're like, it's like a dog fighting ring. They basically abuse them and they basically mentally twist them so that they just want to kill people. Uh, as evidenced by the champion who, who is like this Asian woman who just wants to kill people. And so... They send, I, I swear I thought this was the blonde bruiser, but apparently it's somebody else. Um, because she, um, you, you see her being dressed, uh, you see what happens, and then you see her getting dressed up, and then for some reason she teleports back into the cage. I have no idea what happened, but um, I'm just going to go through what my notes is, just in case I get uh, confused. So, uh, join this female fight ring, one, one girl was put into the ring, believed it to be the bruiser and she starts fighting uh, this the champion and so much so that they actually toss a knife into the ring where as she's holding it down refusing to kill her the champion is saying I want to stab you to death uh, she stabs him in the, in the leg and then we get the fight between them eventually um, the challenger who I think is the bruiser stabs the champion in the stomach and she's dead so we get that and like just this is a fucking twist and a half this is like a fucking crazy idea rather than it being like they they tortured girls to death like i was thinking as i was watching the movie instead it's a full-on fight club and so as new champion the bruiser who i think is the bruiser is tied to a pole her uh she they remove a shock collar which is used for all new participants to like control them so that you know if you don't kill each other we're going to shock the shit out of you until you die um 
So yeah, I actually wrote in afterwards, wait, I may have gotten my blondes wrong because uh, there's two blondes, one that was previously captured and then the bruiser. So uh, we also get a, a funny line here. We get a hostess who gets swat on the ass and she basically replies with, you touch it, you buy it, motherfucker. Not motherfucker, it's just motherfucker. So um, we then now have the main bitch, the little girl, against uh, her opponent, who is the undercover cop. The rules seem to be that it's a fight to the death, and they must fight, and if they don't, they get shot by the shock collars, as I mentioned earlier. Basically, they are told to passionately kiss to begin the fight, and then they're told, now, kill each other. And so they start to fight. Uh, Undercover cop, who has training, doesn't want to kill her. Main bitch doesn't give a fuck. And just wants to survive. Um, the overacting villains of the movie start f- tossing in knives, and they both pick them up. And basically, she manages to subdue her, put a knife to her, and go lay down. And so they decide to, rather than check the body for any blood, any wounds, or anything, they just go by it. Go, yep, yep, she's dead. Let's pick her up and move her, even though she's not te- actually dead. So. So the cop and friends show up and some girls start running for the fence, but they turned on the electricity knowing what was going to go on. And so one girl really gets fucked up from this and they decide, and then they decide to run through the fence with the Jeep that they have, the, uh, the cop, uh, you know, the, um, oh, what's his name? I, I forgot the name, but it's the boyfriend, the guy who fucked the leftover bitch. And, uh, and the, and the partner who just randomly shows up and there's no characterization. I didn't even know they were together because like I could give a fuck. And then is reveal and then so there uh, they're like, okay, don't worry, we're good. He gives them two baseball bats and then the two boys leave. Not before they get terrified by the by the partner who pulls out his gun. He's like, don't worry, I'm a cop. And they decide to go and break up this whole underground female fighting ring every time i mention it it's just it's just a crazy thing to say honestly so then um we then find out that the ringleader is actually the the hot teacher uh because he's discovered uh by the main bitch who uh who he picks up and decides to take hostage uh meanwhile um at the ring the partner shows up and and, uh shoots Meanwhile, at the uh, the ring, the undercover cop then dies on one of the kidnaps and starts fighting with him. As the boss starts unpacking and preparing to run, undercover cop is, pow- is uh, overpowered, and then that's where the partner shows up and subdues his her would-be kidnapper. Uh, then we get... Um, and so, yeah, now the ringleader has main bitch hostage as the jeep holding the other is attacked by that the coonskin wearing gentleman and blonde bruiser just fucks the shit out of him like she grabs a baseball bat and just goes to town wailing on him with this baseball bat and then she yells don't fuck with a field hockey player so we got jokes people and it's i i was actually by the end of this like the, the start of this movie i was like very on it entertained but as like the climax started happening i'm like this is horrible but it's fucking hilarious as it happens 
So uh, the ringleader takes the undercover um, officer, I mean bitch hostage, calling upon her at an asshole as he jumps into the limo. Um, as he escapes, we then get some ex- exposition from ringleader. Basically, what happened was he's a teacher. He doesn't get paid enough, and he decides to hold an underground female teen fight fighting ring. That's pretty much it. I don't get paid enough money, so I decide to make money putting my students in fights against each other. Uh, the, the case is uh, cut short because the undercover cop, who the uh, the teacher didn't realize was an undercover cop, she pulls out the taser, taser shit, and he drives out of control. She dies out of the car, and it hits the water. Uh, unfortunately, as it's diving, the partner's running up and saying, don't dive in, don't dive in. So... She could have easily have dove in and maybe have saved them. Because by the time the partner got there and dived in, they're already dead. They're already gone. He can't find it anymore. So this ends with the ringleader dead, but also the main bitch is dead because she died in the trunk of the car. So then from there, they, they, they start hugging the partner and the undercover cop. And then we flash forward to them having dinner. After the dinner, he offers to walk to the door. But apparently because of all the trauma that happened, she's not ready yet. And then the movie just keeps going. Yeah, I swear it's like two minutes of just her getting on ready. Um, she gets some like topless nudity and stuff like that. And then it cut, and then it, it pans over and ringleader is watching her through the window as the movie ends. So, yeah, that was a, a law, team fighting ring, law, you know, a law, whatever the, whatever you want to call it. Um, so bad it's good. Uh, I, would, I, would, I would recommend it if you're extremely drunk, high, or you got a bunch of people that are just in a silly mood to watch something very trashy. Because this movie is very, very, very trashy. Um, yeah, so definitely check it out. And uh, I'll be right back, and i got some stuff I want to talk about, and then, yeah, be right back. So, yes, we are back, and so I decided to do, like, a little bit of an update on the state of the podcast. Uh, we're still going to be once a week, but uh, as evidenced by this, we are, we, we are going to Mondays. Uh, pretty much, my work week is pretty hectic, and... I kind of need some time to edit and get through the process. So I've decided to push it back a few days to a Monday now so that I can get everything recorded and edited. I can use my weekends a lot better because I have all day to get to it. So other than that, we have that going. Um, I'm actually looking to, into doing something to replace a Friday, but that will be something down the line once I get a proper schedule going with the actual podcast. Once I get some stuff done ahead of time, I will be releasing a. It'd be kind of like a, a one, like a, a point five or like an. In my my designs for this will be like a new show where I give my personal opinions. Uh, right now, I'm using the solo episodes to kind of give my opinions out. I actually watched a couple of movies recently and just generally enjoyed them. So I've just, I'm going to bring that out now before before I go. So. Uh, the first movie I watched was Us by Jordan Peele. I generally enjoyed Get Out when it when it came on. I love the theory that it's a uh, pseudo sequel to Being John Malkovich. Um, but uh, Us is a totally different different animal. It's 
um, more it's more horror than anything. It's like a, it's a full on horror movie. It has you know violent scenes. It has everything a good horror movie has. And in general, I generally enjoyed it. Um, I I've had people mention to me that there were certain things that didn't work, but in my opinion, uh, it's a, like some good horror goes for the horrors, and it did horrify me. And so it did its job, and I can agree with some plot holes that I've heard, but it didn't ruin the overall enjoyment of watching it. Um, great acting from everybody involved, uh, great script. I really enjoyed the uh, the imagery that was presented, especially like the final imagery. Uh, everything looked cool. I really enjoyed the story. Uh, I don't want to go into spoiler territory, honestly, because I, I want many people to watch this movie because it's generally a great horror movie. And uh, so far, my number one horror movie of the year. So, and that's pretty tall hoarder right now. There's a couple of that I'm actually going to be watching. I'm actually looking into watching uh, Pet Cemetery, which I've been hearing great reviews. I want to see the Child's Play remake, which actually I was kind of on the fence because I really enjoyed the Winnipeg-based um, Chucky sequels. But with the announcement that Mark Hamill is going to be playing Chucky, that's like put it. I was like, I was like, I'm definitely gonna go watch it. But now I'm like, I need to see this because Mark Hamill is a great voice actor. Um, other than that, there's. Um, Oh, and I guess it chapter two. I think there's a resurgence. I think the time is right now to do a lot of Stephen King because the technology is there, and then you generally have talented people looking towards horror to great uh, to create great stuff. So I'm actually looking forward to what people can do with Stephen King's writing and not just try and make a quick book. The guy who did um, how was it? It's the guy who's done Pet Cemetery. And he did a previous Stephen King story. He is someone who gets it. I'm even looking forward to uh, the sequel to The Shining that stars uh, Ewan McGregor. I'm, I'm very interested to see what they do with it. Um, so yeah, it's a very good time to be a Stephen King fan. And uh, we're actually going to see in an upcoming episode what it's like to be at the lowest to be a Stephen King fan. Because I'm not going to watch one of his, consider one of his worst movies um, that that he did, and he actually directed it, so it's going to be uh, entertaining to to check that out. Uh, the other one I watched was uh, Captive State. Uh, this was funny because uh, I actually had my dad in town, and this was his recommendation. I went in there, I didn't know anything about the movie, and this was actually a nice feeling that I didn't know anything about the movie. All I know was just about people being held captive just from the title alone. And going into this movie with no expectation, it actually kind of raised it up for me because I enjoyed this movie. It had a great cast. I liked the uh, the story it told and everything like that. I don't know. I, I haven't even checked out the reviews. I'm just going from my own personal viewing. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's about an alien invasion, uh, and it's after the fact, and we're kind of like slaves to these aliens now and it's about like the resistance who are trying to do that one spark to ignite a war so that we can take back our people and so it's all about that and 
I really enjoyed like the rebellion aspect of this movie. There's certain scenes where you see how they set it up, uh, how to keep quiet. It was really interesting. Uh, John Goodman it was amazing in this movie because his whole character was great. Uh, Verma Farminga, Famiglia, she was in the Conjuring movies and stuff like that. She was fantastic. Some some overall great acting. Um, so yeah, those were two good movies. Uh, like I said, the next movies I'm going to be watching is Pet Cemetery. Uh, I actually heard really good stuff about Shazam. So I'm going to be checking out that movie within the next week or two. Um, anything else right now, I'm just looking forward to those two movies. But uh, in my intention is I'm, I want to do a second show, like a point five to kind of tease what is coming up in the next episode. And also give some news, give some opinions, tell you what's like box office number one. Just kind of add some extra content for you to listen to in the lead up to the regular Beaver Does Movies episodes. Um, so yeah, that, that was pretty much it for Beaver Does Movies. This is a short episode because it's me and I can't hold a tune for longer than 40 minutes. So uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for being patient if you're a regular listener. I thank you all. Uh, for cut for listening, I appreciate you guys. Uh, so let's uh, let's go into if you're a new viewer, a, a listener. My apologies. Uh, at Beaver does is on Twitter. Beaver J M M on uh, Instagram. Uh, Beaver does movies at gmail dot com for the uh, if you want to just send me a message, concern, whatever the hell. Uh, we had the Patreon at http uh, colon double slash www.patreon.com slash Beaver Movies. Uh, someone told me that they hate when people say www. So I decided to do the, do the whole thing just to annoy somebody. Because that's that's how petty I am sometimes. So uh, if you're listening, Holly, here you go. Uh, other than that, guys, um, thank you for listening. Uh, if... I uh, the Patreon is there if if you want if you want to support me, but uh, I'm still gonna be releasing regular content regardless. It's just a bit extra just to help me. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate you guys. And next week there will be a guest. I just gotta find one. I just gotta get my schedule out and build build up from there. So I will see you guys next Monday, and I hope you have a great one.